Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, I'm Shazzy Hunt and this is You Beauty, the podcast for your face. Now, in your recent Beauty World travels, you may have come across the term co-washing and wondered what the fuss is all about. Today, I'm joined by Maeva Heim, the founder of Bread Beauty Supply, who's going to clue us in on the hair washing technique that everyone is talking about. Maeva, welcome to the UBD podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure to be here. Oh, pleasure's all ours. I have to know though, I've been working as a beauty journalist for well over a decade, but I have to say, I feel like I never even heard of co-washing until maybe like a year ago. Am I right in saying that co-washing itself isn't a new phenomenon? Maybe it's just the term that's suddenly become prominent? Yeah, I think it's so interesting because like from my perspective, the act of co-washing and this method of co-washing was very much popularized in the black hair community. So generally people are turning to co-washing because it's not as harsh as using a shampoo. And a lot of people with curly hair, especially if it's like very curly or Afro textured, turn to co-washing because it's not going to dry the hair out. So it's something that's been done for years and years in the black hair community. It's all over YouTube videos, all over articles. And I just think that like a lot of trends that do start in black culture, they eventually transition into the mainstream. So that's definitely where I see it coming from. And I think that, you know, the proliferation of the internet is really why we're hearing about it more now and just like platforms like TikTok, where we're seeing all of these new methods and things. And hair care has come a long, long way. And it's kind of catching up to skincare and makeup in the sense that we're looking for our own information, you know, and I think COVID has kind of made that go a little bit quicker because we can't turn to our hairdressers anymore because salons are always (laughs) closed. And so we're discovering new techniques and new methods for ourselves online. And and co-washing is definitely one of the ones that has come up. And let's get real basic here, but run us through what exactly is co-washing. Yes. So in its simplest terms, co-washing is washing your hair with conditioner. So the co in co-washing stands for conditioner. And the key difference between, you know, a conditioner and a shampoo is really the type of surfactant that you find in the formula and the charge of the product. So a surfactant is generally used as a cleansing ingredient and When we talk about charges of hair products, we're talking about, think about your hair as a battery. So your hair has a charge and you know on a battery how you kind of have two ends and you've got like the plus and the minus, one is negative, one is positive. Your hair is like that too. And your hair is negatively charged. A shampoo is also negatively charged. A conditioner on the other hand is positively charged. So the chemistry of the two products is quite different. And so washing your hair and using co-wash means you're washing with a conditioner. You're not going to get the same effect as a shampoo. Is co-washing exclusively for curly hair or can any other hair types get on board with it too? 
It's definitely not just for curly hair. Other hair types can definitely get on board with it. I would say it's been really popular for curly hair and a lot of women or people in general with curly hair like to use co-washing because it's not as harsh as a shampoo and it's not going to dry your hair out as much. And generally with curly hair, we're experiencing hair that is a lot more dry or a lot more prone to dryness than, say, straight hair. And the reason for that, well, part of the reason for that is because we produce sebum in our scalp, right? Just like we produce sebum all over our body, it also comes from our scalp. And sebum is basically the oil coming out of your scalp that naturally lubricates your hair. And if you have straight hair, when that sebum comes out of your scalp, it's very easy for it to kind of run down the length of your hair and protect it and coat it and cushion it. Whereas if you have curly hair and it's, you know, spiraled, it's a lot harder for that sebum to actually make its way down your hair shaft. It'll go a little way and it's going through all of these loops and tunnels and trying to make its way down, but it can't get there. And eventually it just kind of stops. And so you find that with curly hair, you know, from the mid lengths to the ends is a lot more prone to dryness than straight hair. And so co-washing is generally adopted by people with curly hair for that reason. But that doesn't mean that people with straight hair or other types of hair can't co-wash. Is there any hair types that probably are not suited to following a co-washing method? Not necessarily. And I think for two reasons. So I think people with oily hair tend to kind of steer away from co-washing because they like the feeling of the clean. There is a theory though that like attracts like, right? And oil attracts oil. And so if you have oily hair, co-washing might actually work for you because you're not over stripping your hair and you're not pulling every single bit of oil out of your hair, which could be causing your scalp to overproduce oil. And so co-washing can be tried by people with all types of hair, even if it's oily. I think it just really depends on your hair type and your routines as well and how you like to look after your hair. Okay, so for regular lather, rinse, repeat types, are there any signs that might tell them that, hey, maybe you should be giving shampoo and conditioner a rest and try co-washing instead? Yeah, I think for me, and this is from my personal experience, I really struggled with regular shampoos because my hair is super coily. It's quite dry naturally. And so every time I would use a shampoo, it would add like hours to my wash day because I would spend so long trying to detangle my hair and it really became a problem. It's a big part of the reason why I started, you know, this hair care brand that I started, but that was really the impetus for me to give co-washing a try. And I'm not staunchly pro co-washing, staunchly against co-washing, but it is something that I tried initially. And the reason for that was because I really struggled with shampoo. And I think if you find that your hair is like super, super dry and there's nothing you can do about it and, you know, even applying a conditioner is still causing a lot of knots in your hair and you're not able to detangle it in a timely manner, then co-washing might be something that you want to try. Okay, let's say someone today is listening and they're like, yep, that sounds like my hair. It's time to give co-washing a try. If you've been shampooing, conditioning, can you just swap or do you need to transition? I would say that there is a bit of a transition process. If you've decided that you want to start co-washing, I would begin that routine with a really thorough cleanse. So before you go straight into just, I'm going for the co-wash, you need a deep clean. So a clarifying or a chelating shampoo is what you want to go for. Now, the difference between the clarifying and chelating shampoo, honestly, it generally depends on the brand. Someone could be calling their product a clarifying shampoo, but it doesn't chelate. So just look for a shampoo that's specifically marketed as a chelating shampoo because it's much more thorough than just a regular shampoo or a clarifying shampoo. 
And what a chelating shampoo does is actually remove a lot of mineral buildup. So it can remove metals, it can remove hard water buildup, it can remove silicones, pretty much anything that is deposited on your hair, a chelating shampoo can remove. And I think that it's a really important step before you go straight into co-washing. So you're not basically just like lathering product over product over product. Give your hair that fresh start. So you're essentially going back to zero. It may not be a fun process to do the chelating shampoo because it will really strip all of those things out of your hair. But I think it's really important that you start there before you go straight into a co-wash. So it's important not to be like put off at that point where you're like, ah, I've made a big mistake. My hair feels like straw. Yes. I think start at that first step. Give your hair that fresh slate before you go into a full co-washing routine. If you're looking at buying a product specifically for co-washing, ideally, what kind of qualities should it contain? It really depends what you're looking for. But what I would say is that go for a co-wash that is actually marketed as a co-wash. Don't go for a conditioner that you want to use as a shampoo. There's been so much innovation in the space. And although the method started with, oh, I'm just going to use a regular conditioner to wash my hair, we now have a lot of product on the market that is specifically called a co-wash. And so if you think about it, the chemist that's making that product is designing it for its use. They know that you're probably not using a shampoo. And so the way that they formulate the product is probably going to deposit less film on your hair, less of those ingredients that stay on your hair. And so it's not going to cause as much buildup. So that would be my number one recommendation is like actually choose a product that is designed for that purpose. Because essentially when you're co-washing, you're relying on manually washing your hair. Because the co-wash isn't designed as a shampoo where the chemistry of the product is pulling the dirt out of your hair, you actually have to manually wash your hair more. And so using a co-wash rather than a conditioner is definitely going to give you better results. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move. And we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Perfect timing to jump into this week's listener question, which comes from Hayley, who's left us a voicemail on the pod phone. I've just got a quick question about co-washing. I'm just getting on board this trend and I'd love to know a bit more about it, tips and tricks for co-washing, what it's all about, the low poo thing and how best to do that and how not to make your hair look flat at the top when you're putting product in it after doing the co-wash thing. Thank you. Okay, so we've got a few things to dissect there from Haley's questions. Let's tease it out, starting with the actual step-by-step application technique mm-hmm. involved when you're co-washing. Because like you said, you can't rely on the shampoo to do all the heavy lifting for you. Exactly. So in terms of how you actually co-wash your hair, it is very similar to how you would shampoo. If you have to put in a little more manual work, but that also depends on how you're shampooing your hair. Because The ads that we see on TV and a lot of what we've been taught is that you just chuck a shampoo on and you vigorously rub your hair all together and it's just not the way. So (laughs) the way you want to be either shampooing or co-washing your hair is really by concentrating on your scalp 
So using one hand to actually rub your scalp with the pads of your fingers. Don't use your nails because it's too abrasive, but use the pads of your fingers to rub your scalp. And while you're doing that, use your other hand to hold the end of your hair so that it's not being vigorously rubbed around. So it's kind of hard to explain, but basically you hold the end of your hair with one hand, use your other hand to feel your scalp and rub that, and then glide the product down the ends of your hair and give that a little bit of manual work. And basically that is going to help to not disturb the hair cuticle and basically the structure of the hair because if you're vigorously rubbing something all around your hair, you're going to cause your hair to mat and tangle. And especially if you have curly hair, that's something that you want to avoid. So you're essentially holding it straight, keeping it there and letting your fingers do the job of rubbing and washing your scalp. And is this something you have to work through in sections or is it you can just do the whole lot at once with that technique? It depends on your hair, but definitely if you have thicker or curly hair, working in sections makes it so much easier. So I, for myself, I generally section my hair into four. So I have two sections at the front, two sections at the back. I usually start with the front and that way you can kind of hold that section of hair while you're rubbing your scalp and kind of washing your scalp and then moving on to the next section and so on and so forth. So splitting into four makes the washing process, whether it's shampoo or it's co-wash, much, much easier. And just to step back, how wet does your hair need to be? Is it like with shampoo where you need it nice and doused? Yeah, definitely get your hair nice and wet. Okay. If you have low porosity hair, it's probably going to take a little bit longer. (laughs) But make sure your hair is nice and wet so that it's really easy to kind of rub that product through. And especially if you're using a co-wash, you're probably going to need a little more water in there to make sure that you can really kind of move that product around. And like a conditioner, do you have to kind of try and get your head around the fact there's not going to be bubbles, it's not going to be this big foamy (laughs) situation going on? Yeah, it's very, it's psychological. So the foaming that you find in regular shampoo, the foam isn't what's cleaning your hair. It's just kind of like a byproduct of the ingredients. So getting used to that no foam can take a little bit. It's, (laughs) It's all in the mind, but knowing that the foam doesn't necessarily mean clean is really important. And that's why with co-washing, you know, relying on that manual process of washing your hair is really important and sectioning so that you can get to every little piece of the scalp is something that you want to do. With our hair washer brand, we have a product that is kind of very in between a shampoo and a co-wash. So it's still super gentle, but you get a slight lather and it'd probably be considered like a low poo product that people sometimes refer to, which is like that very light foaming. But yeah, getting used to not having super, super large (laughs) bubbles on your head. Yeah, it can take a little bit, but just know that your hair is still getting clean, even if you don't have the bubbles. And then what about amount of product? How much are you meant to be using? Obviously, it will vary if you have a lot of hair or not as much, but just generally. For co-washing, you just need to use enough that it's coating your hair. Like you need to make sure that you're getting that product on every piece of your hair and that's going to differ by person. So making sure that you have enough product that you can actually feel the product moving around your scalp. You can actually feel the product on each strand of your hair. And that's why the sectioning is important so that you can make sure every part of your hair is getting product on it and you can actually feel it. So yeah, it just completely depends on how much hair you have. You may be using, you know, a big gollop, you may only be using a pea-sized amount, but generally you're probably going to be using, I would say if you have thick hair like mine, I would use maybe a golf ball size of product for each side of my hair. And what about frequency? How often should you be co-washing and can you co-wash too often? Yeah, honestly, there's really no rules. It depends on your hair and what you're doing. For me, I 
like to, whether I'm co-washing or shampooing, I like to wash my hair once a week and no more. Sometimes I take a little bit longer than that. So it really depends on your methods and what you like to do and how often you like to wash your hair. I would say that you can absolutely overdo it. So if you're co-washing, you don't want to be washing your hair every single day with conditioner, (laughs) especially if you're using a traditional conditioner, like that's going to build up on your hair and you're going to get a lot of kind of conditioning buildup. And so, yeah, you can definitely overdo it. The way to combat that is really to use a clarifying shampoo every now and then to make sure that you're not getting an overload of conditioner. And that's something that I like to do. The other part of Haley's question, which you mentioned, touches on that term that's often heard alongside co-washing, which is low poo. Mm-hmm. Apologies to any primary school kid parents listening today <laughs> on a speaker. I'm sure they're very amused every time Maver and I say low poo. But nevertheless, <laughs> what's the difference between low poo method and co-washing? Is it the same? Yeah, I honestly hate this term. It needs to go. But (laughs) it is similar. The difference really is that the poo is obviously short for shampoo and really just refers to that foaming. So no poo is the same as like saying co-wash. Low poo is when you have a really light amount of foaming. Okay, so very slight difference. And the last part of Haley's question was about styling co-washed hair. So What's the ideal way to style it and dry it after you've gone through this co-washing experience in the shower? There's not any particular drying method, but what I would say in general when you're drying your hair is that you want to stick to really soft materials. So don't use a traditional bath towel. Even, you know, microfiber towels, depending on your hair type, may not be the best because they actually pull moisture out really quickly from the hair. And so I like to recommend your co-washing or if you have curly hair to use a cotton towel and not cotton as in bath towel, but like t-shirt cotton. So that kind of flat, smooth cotton. And whether you're using a t-shirt or you're using a towel that's specifically made from t-shirt cotton, use that so that you're not disrupting the hair follicle. Because the whole point of co-washing is that shampoo is really disrupting your hair follicle and causing the cuticle to lift. It's causing knottiness and dryness and all of those things. And so if you're co-washing, you're really trying to not disturb the hair so much. And so once you get to the drying portion, don't ruin all of your hard work by then using a regular bath towel, (laughs) which is going to disrupt the hair. So a cotton t-shirt is really best and that'll ensure that you dry your hair, but it's not drying super, super fast and that you can kind of maintain the smoothness of the hair shaft. And then what about styling? Are there any products you'd recommend adding in from that point or is it better to just let it kind of do its thing as a result of using the co-washing product? Honestly, you can style however you normally would. So if you have curly hair and then you want to apply curl stylers and gels, like you can go for your life, all of that is completely normal. Just go about styling how you normally would. I would recommend trying to stick to products that aren't super heavy and don't have a lot of oil. So really erring on the side of water-based formulas versus heavy oil-based formulas. You can still use oil-based products, but I would limit them a little bit so that you can kind of maintain that co-washing for longer. And that leads me beautifully into our myth of the week, where we ask our expert to confirm or deny something in this area of expertise. The myth is co-washing leaves hair feeling unclean. Is this true or false? I'm going to say false because if you do it right and you use the right products, your hair can absolutely feel clean. You just have to make sure you're doing the right method. Having said that, your hair isn't going to feel that kind of like straw-like squeaky cleanness that you get with a shampoo. So don't expect that, but your hair can still absolutely be clean. So that one's a false. 
Maeva, thanks for joining us on the UBD podcast to give us the lowdown on co-washing. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. This episode was produced by Gia Moylan. I'm Shazzy Hunt, and I'll be back next week to quiz another beauty expert. In the meantime, tune in tomorrow for all the latest beauty news with Lee and Erin. Have a great week.